This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance. I am an attorney who has retired from the active practice of law and now spend my time as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, an author and producer of these videos. Today, I'd like to talk about claims handling and investigation of a purported mold claim. Like in any investigation, a mold claim investigation begins with the initial contact. Because multiple exclusions exist in a CGL policy or other liability policy, they may involve an adjuster, an insured, or the attorney for either. The adjuster starting an investigation should protect the insurer from potential misunderstanding or inadvertent waiver of the insurer's rights. In that regard, the adjuster should make immediate, but no later than 24 hours after notices received, contact with the insured. The insured should be asked at the first meeting to sign a non-waiver agreement that is a contract where both the insured and the insurer agree that the investigation of the claim will not waive any of the rights of the insured or the insurer, and the insurer will not be stopped as a result of the investigation from asserting any insurance policy defenses. The first contact by the insurer with the insured should advise the insured of the following. 1. The full name, address, and telephone number of the adjuster. And if available, an email address and a fax number. A description of the coverages available to the insured. A statement of the periods of time the insurance is effective. The insuring agreement that may provide coverage to the insured, the conditions with which the insurer and the insured must comply, any forms the insurer requires that the insured submit to the insurer, the investigation the insurer intends to conduct, any evidence in documentary form or phot photographic form that the adjuster may request, the request for a non-waiver agreement, and the need to submit, if it's a first-party claim, a sworn statement in proof of loss no later than 60 days after the request, unless the time is extended in writing. The brief description of available coverages should be made orally at the initial telephone contact and followed up with a written description. An appointment should be made as soon as practical to view the premises and interview the insured and or the insured's representatives. At the first meeting, the insured should be asked to sign the non-waiver agreement so that the investigation can be conducted quickly without the need for concern about waiver of existing rights by either the insured or the insurer. If the insured refuses to sign the mutual non-waiver agreement, the adjuster should immediately mail a unilateral reservation of rights letter
advising the insured of all the reasons why the insurer is reserving its rights. At the initial meeting with the insured, the insurer's representative should take the following steps. Conduct a brief introductory interview with the insured or the insured's most knowledgeable employee or employees about the facts that give rise to the claim. Start with a cursory view of the entire building structure if it is involved in mold, seeking hints for more detailed inspection of parts that might be damaged or the cause of damage. Perform a detailed search and inspection of all areas on the premises where water, water can gather, including plumbing, air conditioning, and heating facilities. Take photographs of the entire premises during the initial review, including photographs using an FLIR or infrared camera that can detect moisture leaks that are invisible to the naked eye, paying special attention to those areas where water can gather. Use a moisture meter and or the infrared camera if available to test walls, floors, carpets, and ceilings for excessive moisture content. And take a detailed recorded statement from the insured or the insured's most knowledgeable employees or agents concerning the history of the building, the incident or incidents that give rise to the claim, and the presentation of the claim itself. This need to find water is that moisture is essential to the growth of molds. When investigating the property after the initial investigation, the adjuster should further investigate by doing the following. Obtain the history of the building from the local Department of Building and Safety or other governmental body in charge of construction permits in that jurisdiction, including all permits and inspections of the property by the state should be collected by the adjuster. Interview the claimant if a third-party claim and obtain a recorded statement from the claimant about the facts that are the subject of his or her claim. Retain the services of an environmental expert to determine if any known mold or fungi contaminants exist in the building and retain the services of a qualified mold remediation company to determine the appropriate parameters of remediation of the mold if it is found to exist. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency advises the goal of a building investigation is to identify and solve indoor air quality complaints in a way that prevents them from recurring and that avoids the creation of other problems. To achieve this goal, it is necessary for the investigators to discover whether a complaint is actually related to indoor air quality to identify the cause of the complaint and to determine the most appropriate corrective actions. The indoor air quality investigation procedure should be characterized as a method of information gathering. It generally begins with a walkthrough inspection 
of the problem area to provide information about the four basic factors that influence indoor air quality. One, the occupants. Two, the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning or HVAC systems. Three, possible pollutant pathways. And four, possible contaminant sources. All known HVAC zones and complaint areas need to be identified by interviewing the insured as well as any landlords, owners, tenants, or management personnel. The adjuster should advise all occupants of the building of the upcoming investigation and identify key individuals needed for information and access. The claims investigator or adjuster must perform a walkthrough, that is a visual inspection of critical building areas and a consultation with occupants and staff. The initial walkthrough should allow the investigator to develop some possible explanations for the complaint. At this point, the investigator may have sufficient information to formulate a hypothesis, test the hypothesis, and see if the problem has been solved or if it is solvable. If the issue has been resolved, the adjuster should ascertain steps to take to ensure that it does not recur. However, if insufficient information is obtained from the walkthrough to conduct a hypothesis, or if initial tests fail to reveal the problem, the investigator should co collect additional information to allow formulation of other hypotheses. The process of formulating hypotheses, testing them, and evaluating them continues until the problem is identified and solved. Investigators sometimes perform air sampling for contaminants, mold, or fungal spores by taking the following basic measurements. 1. Temperature. 2. Relative humidity. 3. Levels of carbon dioxide and or 4. Air movement. This procedure may seem to be a logical response to complaints by occupants that they are suffering from mold-caused illnesses. However, it is seldom beneficial and may even be misleading because contaminant concentration levels rarely exceed existing standards and guidelines. The fact that occupants continue to report health complaints is not evidence of high levels of mold or fungal infestations. Air sampling should not be undertaken until considerable information on the factors listed above have been collected. A sampling strategy should be based on a comprehensive understanding of how the building operates, the nature of the occupant's complaints, and the causal connection between how the building operates and each of the complaints. This video was adapted from my book, Mold Claims, Volume 3, which is available as a paperback or as a Kindle book from Amazon.com and from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the link to the Insurance Claims Library. If you found this video to be useful, refer it to your colleagues and friends. And if you wish to see more 
about my videos or my blog posts, please subscribe to my blog at zelma.com slash blog. Thank you for your attention.